Tonight is our, as we've already heard, our Emerge Night. Not Merge, but Emerge Night. And uh, we're going to hear tonight from three great young leaders in our church. We're going to hear uh, from Keegan Sutton, from Katie Anderson, and from Jackson Calder tonight. And so you, can, you guys can go. You've done a great job, the musicians. Give them a big hand. The reason... Tonight's um, topic that the guys are going to be sharing on is called the, is a continuation of our theme and it's the power of the invitation. This month of March, we've been doing a series on the power of. We've done the power of agreement in prayer. We've done the power of inclusion as a community of people who include people. We did the power of tithing, which we shared a few weeks ago last week. Pastor Phil, who was on fire, did the power of momentum, which was such a great night and a great message. And tonight is the conclusion of this series and it's the power of the invitation because from Friday onwards, we begin a wonderful eight-week period in the life of our church. And uh, the start of our, at the start of our year, we're often building up, new people are coming, we're talking about vision, activating people in their gifts, and, and really the month of March, we're trying to get all of these amazing new people and all of us reminded about our values, what we are as a church. But the next eight weeks is just the perfect weeks to bring our friends to church. Starting with Easter, Friday, 9.30. Who's going to come to our Easter Friday service? Give us a wave. Lots of people are going to come. So many people come. Then our services on Sunday. Then the Jellyfish Man. Such a powerful story. Uh, we're going to hear from Ian McCormack. And then what's going to happen over the next six weeks, right up to Mother's Day, every service will be designed specifically for our friends who don't normally come to church. We've got an eight-week period. You'll get something out of it if you're a member of our church. You'll enjoy it. But it's really about those who don't yet come to church connecting to God. It's the premium season. We're going to do a survey next Sunday and ask people, what's the biggest challenge in your life and how could we help you with that challenge? And we're going to then preach into that for a series called You Asked For It right up to Mother's Day. And so tonight, our guys are going to help us and encourage us uh, in this realm of, of how we invite people, how, how the power of the invitation, as Keely shared earlier, someone invited her to youth group and it changed her life. And we've got this card on your seat, and on this, on this, this is an opportunity to write down the names of 10 of your friends, family member, workmates, schoolmates, uni friends, whoever they are, neighbors, and how to pray for them. And I want to encourage you, write down these people and be targeted. I like to pray most days, pretty much every day, I would pray for the 10 people who are on this card in my time of prayer, lifting them up to God. How to pray for them is on the back. So you can take that, write their names down, so we can partner with God in the greatest privilege that's available to any person on this planet, and that's to help people begin a relationship with God. Now, you might be here tonight and you don't have a relationship with Him yet, then tonight would be the most awesome night to kick that off, and there'll be a chance a little later on. All right, so the first cab off the rank, our first young preacher, his name is Keegan Sutton. He came to this church, uh, oh, maybe eight, nine years ago, I guess, and uh, as, a, as a young person joined our youth ministry and, and got touched by God. He might talk a little bit about that tonight. He's done an internship in church. Uh, he has got a great passion for music. He is a doof-doof guru in terms of electronic music. And yes, that's a thing. If you're older than 30, he plays music on a computer. It is a thing, all right? And uh, Keegan is a great young leader in our young adults. Uh, he co-leads co a connect group with Katie Anderson. And I want you to stand on your feet tonight. Give him a great big welcome as he comes to preach. Thanks, Pastor John. Hey, church, how are you? You can take a seat. 
Awesome. Hey, um, first up, I just want to honor everybody down at the back, the sound team, the multimedia team, the film team, all the behind the scenes guys. I just want to give a big shout out to you because these are the guys, you know, they're not in the spotlight. They don't receive much applause, but let me tell you, without these guys, you would definitely notice. So big shout out to you guys. We love you and you guys are appreciated. And if you want to join the sound team, come talk to me after and I'll hook you up. Shameless plug. Um, hey, hands up. Who here likes pancakes and also like Eggs Benny? That's like everybody cool. Me too. Me and Katie were um, having lunch at Isba um, recently, and we were sitting down for a nice romantic lunch, and uh, she was talking, and her lips were moving, but my mind was like somebody somewhere else. It was so bad. Um, and my mind, I could see like these two girls over on another table. Now, that sounds really bad now, doesn't it? But... Um, so, eh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and um, I could just feel like this stirring inside of me. I was like, God was like doing something. He's like, go and talk to those girls. Tell them like, share Jesus with them or something. And I'm inside, I'm like having this battle. I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Like, I'm struggling with that thing. And then I'm like, you know what? I, we left and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So like we walk over there because I have no idea what God's going to want to do in this moment. Hey, I can just feel this prompting. So we go over there. I'm like, hi, my name is Keegan, and this is my girlfriend, Katie, girlfriend at the time, fiance now. Um, so I was trying to let them know that so I wasn't hitting on them so they, so they knew that. And um, I was like, now this might sound a little weird, and I prompted them with that because what I was about to say is a little bit weird. So I was like, now, hey, my name's Keegan, this is Katie, this might sound a little weird. And I was like, I just really felt in my heart, and I just really felt to tell you girls, you know, Jesus loves you. And they were like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much, like, that is so sweet. And I was like, yeah, you girls are awesome, like, have a great day. And um, so we walked away, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like a million dollars, like, I felt like I was just being obedient to what what God was wanting me to do in that moment. And um, I wasn't being weird. I was just sharing the love of God and um, feeling that prompting. So one of my points tonight would be tune in. Now, lads, tune in to your partner if she is talking to you at lunch. That would be a wise thing to do. But also, guys, tune in to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Who is he leading you to in that sense? So you will find, like, as you guys are obedient, you'll see that God will step out with you and do amazing things. Now, another cool moment, I was at work and there was a lady there with a bandage on her leg and I said to her, I was like, hey, can I pray for her? I was able to pray for her. Later that day, I was like, oh, hey, how was your uh, knee? And she's like, yeah, it's much better, but I'm not putting it down to you. And I was like, that's okay because it wasn't me who did it anyway. I was like, boom, just going to leave that there for, for you. And then later, weeks and weeks later, a friend she was talking to at work was saying, look, I think I've got ghosts in my house. Like this weird stuff is happening. And she's like, oh, just get Keegan, like Keegan will like come and pray like through your house. And so she come up to me. She's like, hey, can you come and like pray through my house? I was like, yeah, like I've never done that, but I will do that. Um, so I text Katie because it's like a girl's house and, you know, you should probably bring a girl along with you to another girl's house. So I was like, hey, like let's go and pray for like um, my friend at work, etc., etc." So we go through there. We put on Jesus music and it's like an awesome moment. And we're praying throughout their house. And then um, we're like, oh, can we pray for you too? And it was her and her friend. And her friend was just like traveling from Europe. And meanwhile, like these are 
not Christian people. They're just people who, you know, they're just open and they're just like, yeah, sure. So we prayed for them and they were just like so grateful. They're like, thank you so much. And they got goosebumps all over them and were like, yeah, you guys are awesome. And she said that she's going to come to church one day and it's so cool. And um, as we were leaving, we're like, what? Like that actually just happened? Like we did not expect that when we woke up in the morning. We were like, I did not think that that would be the end of my day. Um, It's so cool. And I love those moments. There was another guy at work who broke up with his girlfriend. He came to me. I was able to, you know, share God's love with him. I prayed for him. And then I was like, you know what? We should hang out. And so we went down to the beach. We got fish and chips. I didn't hit him with the church thing straight up. But while we were getting fish and chips, I was like, hey, man, you should like come to church on Sunday night. He's like, yeah, I think I will. So he comes along to church and it's such an awesome moment. And, um, It's just amazing, hey, like how when you step out and you share the love of God and how he moves and lives are impacted. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, if I do this, like my world's going to implode. Like I literally felt like it just like, like I was so nervous about stepping out and sharing my faith. Um, There's a great scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.14. It says, for it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. Now, I'm motivated to do this because I remember what it was like to not have a relationship with God. I spent 19 years not in relationship with Him, and it ended in drug addiction, it ended in brokenness and anger, until somebody was brave enough to invite me to church. They messaged me. I didn't say yes the first time, so they kept doing it. And to be honest, I wasn't bothered. I wasn't like, oh, I wish they would stop inviting me. They just kept doing it. Eventually, I said yes, and I came into this place. I invited Jesus into my life, and can I tell you, my life has never been the same. And it was just because somebody went and they asked me. So my life now, it's a result of an invitation and I'm so grateful for it. Now I get so pumped to share Jesus with people now. Um, I've bunch of the young adults, we went down to youth camp one night. Shout out to the youth team. You guys are amazing for one of their night sessions. And it was such a cool night. We were like praying for everybody. And then I just really felt like there was like this kid standing over there. And um, I just really felt like to walk over and start talking to him. And so I walked over there and I was chatting with him. I was like, hey, like, chatting and I could just feel something inside me being like he's not saved like he doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and so I was like I'm just going to ask like the question I was like hey so um how long have you been a Christian for and this will work for you guys too if you guys want to try this out to do this this is really cool I was like hey how long have you guys been a Christian for uh, how long have you been a Christian for and he goes oh I'm like not I was like oh have you ever said the prayer to invite Jesus into your life and he's like no. I was like, ooh, okay. And then I was like, oh, do you want to? And he's like, yeah, like I actually do. I was like, awesome. So let's just do it right here. So I was like, okay, so what we're going to do? Um, and it's so cool. I led him to Jesus in that moment. He said the prayer. He invited God into his life. And I'm like, come on. Like, that's what it's about. Hey, it's about those people who are far from God coming into a relationship with God. So um, I hope that encourages you. Step out, be bold, follow those promptings, and just watch what God can do through you. Hey, much love, guys. See ya. Excellent, Keegan. I love it. It's the love and the passion of Christ that compels me. What God's done in your life, He wants to multiply it on. He wants to pay it forward. Thank you, Keegan, for inspiring us. Keegan works in an insurance firm, right? So there's all these people there who you can share with and encourage and pray through their home. Very, very good. Very, very good. All right. Now we're going to hear the the other half of that lunch date, uh, who was at that point. We can hear the truth of what was going on in that particular moment. Always dangerous if your fiancé or partner 
partner is going to go after you and you share and throw them under the bus. So luckily you didn't there, Keegan. Good job. But hey, uh, Katie Anderson uh, is our young adults pastor, and uh, she also uh, runs the events here in our church. She has a great passion for God, a genuine love for Him and for people. So I want you to stand on your feet and make her really welcome as she comes to share with us. Thank you, Katie. Thanks, Pastor John. You, can, you guys can take your seat. I'm not going to throw Keegan under the bus. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> but I do want to take a moment just to thank Pastor John and Dan um, for just giving us these opportunities to get up here and share with you guys. Because as you saw, they were both on stage here before, and they were just oozing like love and encouragement. And like honestly, what you see on this stage is what they're like off stage. And so I'm super blessed to have them in their like my world and our world. And yeah, super encouraging. And yeah, you guys the best so I'm super blessed by you guys so yeah <laughs> that's awesome so yeah I'm super excited to share on the power of the invitation tonight with you guys and um you know for those of you that don't know I'm actually not from here I'm from originally from the UK and um you know the <laughs> no surprise <laughs> um <laughs> the weather there is very different to the weather here on the Sunshine Coast and you know I remember as a little kid um walking home from school and there being like icy cold wind and rain just like hitting my face and you know in the winter like sometimes the weather would be that bad that we'd have power cuts and if that happened at winter and it was like night it would be pitch black and as a child this is pretty scary but who's thankful for their mums because like my mum she had like a stash of emergency emergency tea lights like for when this happened and when it did she would bring them out she'd light all the candles and we'd all sit in the lounge and you know at the minute that she lit those candles I felt so much like fear left and peace returned and you know that's because light is good and in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, it says this, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. You know, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You know, we're called to be the light here on this earth, and Jesus is the light of the world. You know, and... um. When we're in a relationship with him, we actually radiate that light, that hope, that peace, that comfort that he brings. And in John 18, it says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And, you know, so my question to you guys tonight is, where have you positioned yourself? You know, as it says in Matthew, what's the point in lighting a lamp and then placing it under a basket? You need to place it somewhere where everyone can see the light that it's projecting. And, you know, for me, as Pastor John said, I work here at church, so that means that a lot of people that I see day to day already have a relationship with Jesus, which is awesome. <laughs> That's what you want, right? <laughs> um, but this does mean that I have to make a conscious effort um, to step outside of my comfort zone, um, you know, to break my daily routine or, um, you know, even outside of my church bubble sometimes. Sometimes it can be so easy to be drawn to, um, you know, our church family, the people that we feel comfortable with, the people that are for us, that are cheering us on. And, um, you know, sometimes if you don't step out of that, it can be hard to shine the love of God, the light of God into people's worlds that don't know Jesus. And, you know, that um, I realize that if we don't do this, like there's people out there in the world that they're hurting and we have the answer they, that they need and that's Jesus. So for me to stay caught up in those zones, like in my comfort zone, it's kind of like hiding that lamp under a basket. Like it's not going to be much use. 
So, you know, sometimes we have to strategically position ourselves. So as Red Frogs, at the start of this year, we did something really exciting. As young adults, at the start of this year, we did something really exciting. We started working with Red Frogs. <laughs> and, you know, Red Frogs, they're really cool. They go into, like, the environment of uni students, of um, young adults, and they hand out lollies, and pan they make pancakes, and they also, you know, they do hydration stations. And um, we were super blessed. We got to go out in February with them and do orientation week at the University of the Sunshine Coast. And, you know, when we were out there, we met this guy and, um, you know, he really, like, let down his guard and he um, opened up to us and he said, oh, you know, we're just asking him questions, showing interest, like, oh, so, you know, how, what are you studying? Why are you studying it? Have, you know, have you been finding living out of home for the first time? And um, he opened up and he was like, I haven't eaten for, like, almost two weeks. He was like, I hardly know anyone. I don't have a job, like, you know, and it was obviously a little bit tough. So we saw it as an awesome opportunity to invite him to church. We had, like, an O-Week Sunday night service where we were giving away a free fridge full of food. Now, we are super blessed to have all of these awesome events that we put on here at church. Like, Easter, for example, we're giving away, like, Australia Zoo passes and a Google Home. And the minute you talk about that stuff, it's stirs up interest in people's hearts and that's so cool so you know we invited him and he said yeah I want to come gave us details and Keegan actually gave him a follow-up phone call like um, a follow-up invitation a couple days later and, you know, there's so much power in a follow-up invitation because what it says is it says that this invitation that I gave you, it wasn't an empty invitation. Like, you mattered to me and I want you here at church. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, I want to save you a seat or I want to meet you at the front gate. And it automatically makes people feel welcome and feel loved. And um, so, you know, Keegan did that and he said, yeah, I'm still keen to come. And you know what? He was here at church on Sunday. He won that fridge, that free fridge full of food. And he, even better, he gave his heart to Jesus. And you know what? It's so good. But one invitation is super powerful. One follow-up invitation is super powerful. But what's even more powerful is someone giving their life to Jesus. Because, you know, we carry the light of Jesus in our lives. We went and shone that light into his lives. And now as a result, he's going to shine that into every person in his world, which is so powerful. And, you know, um, another thing is sometimes we just have to wake up to where God has already positioned us and listen to his prompts, you know. Maybe you go to a gym or um, you go to a coffee shop regularly, daily, whatever. Um, maybe you work in a place like Keegan, you know, that there's heaps of people that don't know Jesus, um, you know, and my life has been changed because of Jesus. And, you know, my life is so much better because of him, and I don't want to keep that to myself, um, you know, and having grown up in a Christian family, at the age of about 16, I actually began to question God, and I walked away from him. And, um, you know, I tried living life the world's way. I attempted to fit in. Like, I would go out every weekend drinking. And, you know, I was looking for love in the wrong places, trying to fill an emptiness that I had in my heart. And, um, you know, until one day, a Christian family, they actually felt prompted to invite me along to come and look after their children. And, um, you know, it was this invitation that led me to Hawaii, which was where I gave my heart back to Jesus. And, you know, in that moment, in that place, I felt the unconditional love of God. You know, I felt peace like I'd never felt before. Like for the first time, I felt like that emptiness left and in place there was purpose. And um, 
You know, one invitation is so powerful, guys. And I just want to say that because my life was changed because of one invite. And if we step out in boldness, you know, what I find is that we don't have to be someone we're not. We just have to be ourselves. And, you know, God shines through us. And, you know, when we step out, he can use us in such a powerful way. And so I just want to encourage you guys tonight. The one invitation is super powerful. So bless you. Well done, Katie. Thank you so much, Katie Anderson. That's beautiful, the power of the invitation. My prayer is tonight, uh, as you're listening and sitting here tonight, and as I'm sitting here, is that the Holy Spirit is, is prompting us. Uh, people will be coming to your mind right now, and, you're, and, and he's like, oh, because, you know, God's, God's got this like giant chessboard all over the world. He loves 7 billion people on the planet, and he's got a strategy for everyone. This is what the Bible says. He devises ways to get us to come back to him when we're far from him. And God is devising ways, and he wants us to partner with him in his strategy of reconnecting his lost kids to him. And so one of the great things, I love what these guys are sharing, tune into the prompting of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's someone who God wants here on this Easter Friday, and maybe you're the person who's going to bring them. There's someone he's got planned to be an Easter Sunday or next, or next Sunday night or, or any time over the next eight weeks, and you'll find, even as I'm saying it, you're thinking of someone. That's the Holy Spirit prompting you. Get ready to go to bold with them. All right, our final speaker tonight, his name is Jackson Calder. Jackson and Jess are great uh, leaders in our church. They moved up from Melbourne a, a couple of years ago. Jackson uh, heads up what we call our Go Team, which is a team of people uh, who have the, the gifting of evangelism, which is a, a passion and an ability just to get alongside people and move them closer to Christ. It's part of every one of us's role as a Christian, but some people have this as a gift. And so I want you to stand to your feet and welcome up Jackson as he comes to share with us tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Pastor John. Keegan and Katie, wow, dynamic duo, hey? Imagine what's going to happen when you get married and what your kids are going to be like. It's going to be awesome. I, uh, my, I'm thankful that you brought paper up because my wife was paying me out because I'm the old one up here and you had an iPad and I'm thinking, oh no, it's going to show. But um, there we go. We both brought some paper. I just want to tell you a story though. Um, in 2010, um, Jess and myself were at a wedding. Uh, you can take a seat. Yep. You feel free to stand. You can stand at the end. That's fine. Um, and one of Jess's uh, what, high school friends come up to us, uh, casually said, hey, um, there's this guy named Reggie Dabbs. He's coming to my church. Um, would you guys like to come? He's pretty cool. He's, pretty, he's a wild guy. You would love him. So we came along, um, and in that service, I, I gave my heart to Christ. Um, you know, I felt God touch my heart, and I gave my heart to Christ. It was, it was just one little invite that really changed my life. Um, at the time, Jess was a Christian. I wasn't. Um, we were married for three years prior to that invitation, and I was attending her dad's church with her for three years. But it just nothing really touched my heart. Um, then I attended a church like this, and it completely changed my reality of who Christians are and what church is. And in that moment, I gave my heart to Christ. And I can tell you that if, if it wasn't for that invitation, um, Jess would have either left uh, Christianity to follow me, or we would have separated from each other. Um, and today wouldn't be today either for me or my four kids. Um, so don't underestimate the power of just one invitation. 
he could have overlooked me and thought he's going to her church, no problem. Uh, but he actually invited us to something much larger, a bigger vision. Um, I am pumped to talk about the power of invitation. Uh, I believe you could you could switch the word Christian uh, to inviter because if you were if a Christian is just to follow Christ, all Christ did was invite people into His life and invite them to make a change of their own, a, a change in their life. So um, I, I'm just I'm just really pumped on this, and I, I titled the message "The Evangelist and the Inviter." Um, uh, so the, the scripture is Romans 10, 14 to 15. It says, but how can they call on him unless they, unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have not heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them about him? Right? Um, what, what I'm going to say next is a bit weird because I am a passionate evangelist and I do lead the GO team. Um, but I just want to say you don't need to tell people about Jesus. Okay? Um, I'll say it again. You don't need telling people about Jesus to stop you from inviting people into the world of Jesus, okay? Um, you don't need to stop telling people about Jesus to, to prevent you from inviting people in the world of Jesus. All you need to do is invite them to church um, because to invite them in the world of Jesus is invite them to church because we know that if you bring them, God will touch them. So many times we get paralyzed and we don't do anything because we feel we can't tell people about Jesus, but we're actually blessed enough that we don't necessarily need to. Um, if you've got a gift like Keegan and Katie uh, and exercise that, but if you don't, don't be, uh, you know, don't feel like you can't play a part in the bigger picture. Just invite them to church. Um, when I got saved, I, I didn't know God much about anything about God really, um, but I knew two things is that he showed up at church and that I had to bring people to church to be touched by him. So that's what I did. I was like the serial invitist. I just invited everyone to church. Um, and I had sort of like this underground deal with God that, hey, I'll bring them, you touch them. And, and, and he always delivered, always delivered. Um, so I just want to let, let you in on a little secret here. And the secret is this, the three main reasons why people um, reject Jesus, okay? Because most people in our Western culture know about Jesus. They've heard the word Jesus. If you say Jesus, no one's going to say, well, who's that? Most people will sort of have an understanding of Jesus, but they, the reason why they reject him is because they have a wrong view of Christians, okay? They have a wrong view of the church, um, or they have a wrong view of God. And inviting someone into a church like this eliminates every one of those misleading under, uh, understandings, right? Um, I invited my sister, Lauren. She's the oldest of our family, um, and she was just blown away at, at church. She come in, These guys are so friendly, she couldn't understand it. Then worship started, and people were just jumping up uh, on fire for God, and, and, and she's seen this freedom, and she just couldn't understand how you didn't have to take any drugs or get drunk in order to have this freedom and not worry about what people think about you, right? Um, and that broke the view of church for her, okay? And in that, she actually said to me, she goes, I want this. Okay, and, and in, invite, in breaking that view of the wrong view of church, she actually then gave her heart to Christ. Another friend of mine, Brad, um, I invited him to church. He was on some random um, drug-infused spiritual journey. Um, I, I led him into the sort of drug journey himself, so I sort of had in my heart, hey, I just want to get this guy out of it. Um, and he had in his mind this concept that church was a religion and spirituality was the way and church was opposed to spirituality, right, which is crazy but it's what people think right he came to church and boom he had a trip bigger than he's ever had before he had this spiritual encounter that he's been pursuing for years you know um and and god just touched him and that actually broke his view of god and he gave his heart to christ i could tell you stories like this all day long um but you know yesterday we actually went out as a go team put your hand up if you're part of that 
Awesome, 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 awesome. There we go. That's good. Man, God lined up so many things there. But there's this guy named David. He's a chef from the Sandbar. So if you know the Sandbar, it's in Calandra. Please go down there. Ask for the chef. Give him a shout out. Invite him back to church. But um, seriously, if we can get 10 of you, I guarantee he's coming along. Um, but we were talking to him. And after a while, I said, hey, do you want to come along? And he said to me, he goes, no, I kid you not, right? Um, he said to me, he goes, if there's going to be people like you there, then I'm definitely coming along. All right? So that just broke the view of Christianity, broke the view of who Christians were. And I can guarantee that he's going to come to church and he's going to give his heart to Christ. I can just, I feel it, right? So if we could just break those realities, and we don't break those realities through trying to debate, debate with people. We break those realities by just inviting them along because most people know about Jesus, but most of them never, ever encountered him. I just really encourage you, um, just face that invite. Um, so I just want to invite you on a bit of a journey at the moment. If you could just imagine something, use your mind's eye if I was to call it that. But if, we, if you'll just imagine you're going to heaven and Jesus is up there and he just looks at you and he's got tears in his eyes, right? And he says, he, he says, he says, he says, Jess, David, you finally made it. I'm so thankful that you got here. I was praying for you every single day. I'm so thankful that you got here. And then, and then, and then he goes, hey, come with me. And he grabs you by the hand and he shows you through heaven, right? Just imagine what that feeling would be like. You just, all your worries, all those anxieties, you know, grinding your teeth, that stress, all that fear just falls away. And as he's leading you through heaven, you just see this massive, 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 um, like, like shed, right? It's as big as a football field. And you go, what's that? And he says, that's your life. That's everything you have done and everything you haven't done in your life. And he leads you in there and he opens a door and just like Bunnings, you've got aisle after aisle after aisle after aisle, shelf after shelf and box after box. And he just opens them up and he starts showing you the things you've done and the things you've achieved, the things you've endured. And then there's this last aisle and you go, what's that aisle? And he says to you, that's the aisle of missed opportunities. That's the aisle of every single person that never got a chance to know me. And then he begins to open up these boxes and he goes, this is this mother. Do you remember every time you got a coffee shop, um, every time you got a coffee, this mum was lining up with you. You know how she looks so depressed? She's still depressed. I had all the answers for her, but she never got a chance to know me. And then, and then he goes, do you remember this lady? That's that old lady that used to live next door to her. Every time you used to look in her window, she was eating on her own. You know, she's such a strong lady. She actually lived to 90, um, but she actually died without ever knowing me. And, and then he says, you know, you remember this young girl, every time you used to drive down that road, you used to see her walking and she looked really depressed. Do you remember her? And you just, you can remember her, right? And he says, you wouldn't know this, but the week after you moved out of your house, she actually took her own life. And the sad thing is she never, ever, ever got a chance to know me. And it broke my heart. And he says, do you remember that colleague at work, you know, that one that always seemed on edge, intense, in, in your face? You know, um, she's, she's still stressful and, and, and fearful, but she seeks mediums out for answers now that I actually had for her. And you look at Jesus and you say, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't tell them about you. And he, I could just picture him. He just shakes his head and he says, you've got it all wrong. You've got it all wrong. I had it covered. They are my children. I'm their savior. All you had to do was to bring them into my world. And church, that's all we have to do. I, I, I took a, an oath onto God. I say, God, I'm going to be in the inviter so you can be the savior. And I just really encourage you to do that. Don't think you have to save people. Just invite them into this world that you're experiencing and he will take care of everything else in that. Now, there's another invitation um, that you can make. It's probably the most powerful invitation you can ever make. You only ever need to make it once. 
And it's one that has to do with uh, things that we spend most of our life searching for. It's, it's an invitation that has to do with the emptiness we sometimes feel inside. Uh, it's an invitation that has to sometimes do with the confusion we feel like, what is the purpose of life? Um, why am I here? What am I meant to do? What are my gifts? It's one of those invitations that is a reason why we get hurt by people, sometimes hurt by our parents, um, sometimes hurt by our friends and families. And it's the invitation inviting Jesus into our lives. Um, before I was a Christian, I had no idea of God at all. I had this view that he was some made-up mythical creature. I didn't even mentally register that he could be real, right? I was completely cut off from exploring God because I had a bad view of Christians and a bad view of the church, honestly. It just hardened my heart so much that I wouldn't even entertain that thought. Um, you know, it wasn't until I came to a church like this that something happened. Just It clicked. It just clicked. And I got to see, hey, this guy's pretty cool. I actually would like to be like him. Hey, these people actually look like they're living the life that they're preaching. And it really opened up my heart. It changed my view of God, and it changed my view of Christians. And in that moment... I had, to, I had to realize, do I want to invite Jesus into my life? Do I want to invite God into my life? Because, you see, God has placed the heart of eternity in every single one of us. We don't, unconscious, we don't know this, but unconsciously we search for him. Every single person searches for him. You know, something is missing. He puts it in there so that we feel something is missing and we seek him out. Um, it's almost like a beacon flashing to find our way home, right? Um, we may know it's not him we're searching for, but we may feel like uh, if you felt it before, it's probably him. You may feel like something's missing in life, something is missing in this world, or something's missing within you. Um, I just know I used to feel a whole lot of emptiness, of confusion, um, uncertainty. But I just want to tell you something. Even though God is always with us, it is up to us that need to realize that's he's the one missing it's not it's he, he can't press that upon us we need to realize that ourselves so i just want everyone just in a minute i'm going to ask you do you know jesus do you feel this whole missing uh do you feel that there's something empty in your life do you feel that that there's uh no meaning to this world and if you do i just want to encourage you take that step of inviting jesus into your life take that step to try to fill that god whole peace in your life so I just want everyone right now just to close their eyes and bow their heads, just to be a place of, of privacy, a place, a place of personal reflection. The scripture says, it says, Jesus says this in the scripture, he says, here I am, I stand at the door knocking. If you hear me, open the door and I'll come right in and sit with you. You know, the door Jesus is knocking on is just a metaphor for our hearts. So as you sit there, just ask yourself, just reflect. Is this Jesus knocking on my door? Have I opened this door for him? And all you need to do by opening this door is just acknowledge him. It's nothing, nothing big, but just in that moment of acknowledging him and saying, Jesus, you're real. Jesus, I'm ready to give you a go. Your life will be changed. Your heart will be transformed. So in 30 seconds, I'm just going to ask you to do something that will change your life. I'm going to ask you to invite Jesus into your life. And I'm going to ask you to do that by putting up your hand. And you may think, why my hand? Action always expresses the heart. When you raise your hand, you're saying, God, here I am. The door is open. Come sit with me. Come fill my life. Come take me home. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, while you're in your own personal and private space, if Jesus is knocking on your heart right now, 
if Jesus is knocking on your door, I just really want to encourage you to put up your hand. So church, if there's anyone in this room right now that has never put up their hand to accept Jesus into your life, I just really encourage you to put up your hand right now and I'll pray for you at the end. I remember my wife was a Christian and I'm, I'm a man and I haven't been a Christian for three years. So I had this whole ego around, I don't want to put up my hand um, because, you know, I'm sort of showing that I'm weak in some way. So I just really encourage you, if there is somewhat of an ego or a fear of, of not wanting to, you know, not wanting to put up your hand because you fear in yourself that that you're weak or that you fear what someone else is going to think about you. I just, I just break that and I just encourage you, put up your hand because it may be the hardest thing you're going to do, but it will be the best thing you ever do. So I'm just going to spend probably another 30 more seconds just waiting on you. And I just pray that God, you'll touch their hearts and you'll give them courage and you'll give them boldness. So if there's anyone out there now, on the left of the church to the right, where you feel Jesus knocking on your heart, or you feel there's something missing, I just really encourage you to put up your hand right now. Awesome, awesome. Well, church, I just want to get you to open your eyes and lift up your head. And if you could get anything out of today, it's this, is that we're not here to save people. That's Jesus' job. We're just here to invite them into his world. So thank you very much. Very good. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it. Be an inviter. I love being a serial inviter. That's doing an underground deal with God. That's, that's not a Nutri-Grain inviter. That's like a regular ongoing that was a dad joke, just sorry. Okay, just helping you out there. Hey, uh, you know what I want us to do right now? I want us just to close our eyes for one more moment.